following is a paid program from Innovative Financial Solutions. This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Allspa. Brock and his team form your retirement offensive line from Innovative Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Brock provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans perfectly executed. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock Allspa. Welcome into the Retirement Playbook with Brock Ausball, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people, and we're here with you every Saturday, bringing you some great information that you can use in your life. And also, folks, if you want to take that a step further, all you need to do is go to our website. It's theinnovativeteam.com, and you can check out uh, past shows. You can check out, uh, you can order my book. You can order the book. It's called The Last Paycheck, How to Build Sustainable Retirement Income and Keep Those Paychecks Coming In. That's what everybody wants to do, and you can do that. And uh, all the proceeds go to local charities to uh, provide financial awareness to our youth in our communities. Uh, as always, we are joined this week by the great Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. How are you? <laughs> well, good morning, Brock. I am doing so well today. I've had my 40 cups of coffee to prepare for the show so I can keep up with you. I mean, that's important. Are, are you saying you typically fall asleep during our show, Tony? Being able to keep up with you is, uh, no, I just can't keep up. You're you're, you're a goer. You really uh, are keep busy there. I get worn out just thinking about oh. all the things you're doing over there. So I, I think that's great. And, um, you know, I've been praying for you ever since you got hit, struck by a golf ball recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got, <laughs> got hit in the back with the driver, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Uh, and uh, did that leave a mark? It did leave a mark. You know, that uh, that's going to leave a mark. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's definitely going to. It did. Um, but, but hey, Tony, you know what? I, I do stay busy, and I love it. You know why I love it? Because I love to help people, whether it's here at the office, helping people retire, whether it's coaching on the, the football field or the track, wherever else we coach. I just love helping people. And, and one of the best ways that, again, people can help themselves is either go to our website, check us out, or give us a call here. We can always develop and customize a plan for you, and you'll have your own customized retirement playbook when you leave our office. And so in order to do that, though, you got to give us a call, 573-332-7855. All right, Tony, you ready to get this party started? I am ready. What do you have for us today? Yeah, so today, very interesting topic. It's called Finding Money in Retirement, okay? And if you're already retired or close to it, uh, there's a lot to consider. We know that. Where do you want to live? Do you want to work a few hours a week during so doing something fun? Maybe you want to work at the golf course, make a few bucks, and have privileges to play golf for free. Do you have the necessary cash flow, though, to maintain the kind of lifestyle you want? These are all big questions that a lot of people have, and they require good answers. However, there are some things about retirement preparation that fly under the radar, and those are some of the things that I want to cover today, Tony. And, and one of the biggest under-the-radar questions that you should ponder is what you'll do if you need money 
uh, or if you need to borrow money after you've clocked out of the office for the very last time. At first blush, a lot of folks may simply presume that borrowing money after retirement is impossible and not a good thing to do. After all, no income, no loan, right? Truth be told, though, Tony, while getting a loan after you're done working can be a little bit more challenging, it's far from impossible, okay? Um, And so that said, if you need a loan in retirement, you'll want to craft a plan that doesn't put your, 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 your overall retirement strategy and income plan at risk. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I think you've hit on something that's uh, really fascinating here. I mean, how many people, while considering their retirement, think that they might need a loan a few years into retirement? That probably isn't something that crosses our minds. Well, and and, and quite honestly, Tony, it's not ideal, okay? But it is better than some things that that may be going on in in your life as far as if if you've got a bunch of credit card debt and those kinds of things. Look, we have to deal with the problem. But how do you deal with the problem is the most important thing you can look at. And so let's look at some few things here. um, An article from Investopedia titled 10 Ways to Borrow When Retired. And it has several options that may work for retirees who need a loan. Uh, The first is a mortgage loan. You know, which uses uh, your home uh, as a way to buy uh, and use collateral, use as collateral. So you would, you know, obviously they uh, would use your home for that. But uh, for many retirees, this one may be a little bit tricky because of the income requirements, right? So, uh, but depending on your asset allocation, this type of loan may not be out of reach. And the reason I say that is, you know, I get a lot of calls from clients that say, "Hey, I need this information uh, to be able to get approved for this loan." And, and so, you know, when you're talking about rates at three, two or three percent, Tony, and even though we don't ever really suggest getting loans, if you don't have to, sometimes you do though. And in this particular case, that's what we're talking about. But what I would say is, you know, it's not the end of the world to say, you know, two to three percent, even if you take the standard deduction, and you don't really deduct that interest uh, is, is a good arbitrage number. And what I mean by that is, you can have your investments earn more uh, than what that rate, uh, loan rate is, okay? Um, but you you definitely have to have a few things, which is a good score, credit score, okay? Usually north of 620 points. Um, and generally, a borrower needs to have between 15 and 20% equity in their home already, uh, which means that you need to have a loan to value of, you know, 70, 80 to 85%. Um, and so there you go. A home equity line of credit is another option that's similar to just getting a home loan. Um, and and it's the, the difference is they use the equity. So most of the time, these home equity loans, though, are, are variable rate. So you don't enjoy the, the long-term effects of that, again, that arbitrage there between what you're paying in a loan rate and what you're earning on your investment portfolio. Okay. So those the home equities, yeah, you can do it. And they're a little bit easier to get done. But, but they have that variable interest rate and they're not, they're not fixed. So, um, you know, that I wouldn't, you know, necessarily use that as a first option for sure. Well, yeah, definitely. And I, so uh, where would uh, potentially refinancing your home fit into all this? So, the, you know, the, the, what I would say is, is that when you refinance, okay, and let's say you have um, some, some things that, again, in your past, you say, hey, I've developed 
you know, I've got this, I went through a divorce or I've had this medical situation or, you know, some of these things that pop up um, is, is it can be detrimental, you know, to your finances. And so getting a loan may be the only option, okay, to, to rectify that situation. Um, but, but also, Tony, you could look at what we call a reverse mortgage loan. And what that does is it supplies a regular income stream or a lump sum um, that's determined by your home value. Okay, and so the loan is paid back when the homeowner dies or leaves the home. And so we're going to address reverse mortgages here in a little bit more detail later in the show. But that's definitely something that, you know, can be. And, and, and it's like anything, Tony. Some of these things, you know, Tom Selleck, I'm just, when I think of reverse mortgages, I think of, of Tom Selleck, right? Because he's on that commercial. And, and he came back and he made another commercial and said, hey, if, you, if I thought ever thought that a reverse mortgage was bad for somebody, I would not be here talking about it. And, and I think of that a lot because in the early days of reverse mortgages, I think they had a really bad uh, connotation. You know, and some things that that go along with it that were really high in fees and those kinds of things that were not good, but they've really become more consumer friendly in the last few years, and so it could be an option to look at. Sure. Well, and what about auto loans? I would imagine that uh, most people will purchase a new car probably at least once during retirement, right? Yeah, you know, and, and so thankfully, auto loans they really aren't typically. Uh, much of a hurdle for retirees as far as getting them and qualifying for them. Uh, they're a little bit easier to, to do, obviously, than, than a home loan. Um, while buying new wheels with cash means you won't have to mess around with paying interest, you should also uh, do your homework and make sure that you don't drain your savings, too. And so a lot of people, especially younger people, uh, ask me. They say, hey, should I get this loan at 4 or 5%? Or should I pay cash? And, and, and a lot of times, the recommendation comes down to, and again, every situation is different, but a general recommendation that I usually have is do both. You know, uh, you, you put half down on, on, on that vehicle and, and get a loan for the other half. Um, uh, some people disagree. Some people are more aggressive. They want to just get a loan and just keep their savings. Um, and their whole savings and, and hopes that over that four or five years that they earn more than, than what they're paying. I think that's a little aggressive. I would rather see somebody do a combination and or pay cash uh, altogether. So. Well, yeah, that's true. And, you know, that makes sense to me. If a monthly auto payment is manageable, you could go that route rather than taking a big chunk of cash out of the bank. Right. Absolutely. Um, it, you know, and another thing, Tony, is that a lot of people look at, and we were talking about debt consolidation loans, you know, and, and it's basically an unsecured loan. A lot of times those are pretty high interest rates, but still could be lower than a credit card that you have. Um, you know, I would typically just say, hey, let's look at your budget in this particular case, and, and something's out of kilter, okay? Or maybe you've already done that and this is the ending result which is hey okay i've got my budget on track now but i still have this hanging over my head make some sacrifices folks do what you need to do not what you want to do do what you need to do for several months and just sock away money and keep paying down on that debt that's the best advice i can give you rather than you know refinancing on a unsecured loan that could be an option but really buckle down 
uh, and, and, and just do what you need to do to survive for the next few months and really pay down on these loans as aggressive as possible. It's probably the best advice I can give you is if you have you know, some extra credit card debt you really shouldn't have. Well, yeah. So now we should probably take a break here to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and get a plan in place. Absolutely, Tony. So again, go to our website. It's theinnovativeteam.com, theinnovativeteam.com. Or you can just give us a call here at the office and discuss your situation. There's no fee to do that, okay? Uh, you can just give us a call, 573-332-7855, and uh, we'll be glad to talk to you about your situation. All right, sounds good. And let's keep the show rolling right now. We've been looking into some ways that you may be able to secure loans if you need them after you've retired. And I think this episode has really provided some great information and insight so far, Brock. Yeah. What do you have for us next? Okay, so I, I did hint earlier that I wanted to talk about reverse mortgages because that typically when you're talking about people retired and getting loans, that's probably the number one topic uh, that people bring up and ask me about, which is reverse mortgages. Um and, and, and so what I like to do is go to an article from Investopedia titled Five Signs a Reverse Mortgage is a Bad Idea and explains a reverse mortgage allows homeowners who are at least age 62 to convert their home equity into income. You may have guessed the article doesn't look fondly on them, but let's take a deeper, di- a deeper dive, folks. Like any financial product, you're going to have good things and you're going to have bad things. You're going to have pros and you're going to have cons. When you make decisions, you need to decide ultimately are there more cons or more pros and, and to make the decision that way. But reverse mortgages could be a good solution for some people. I'm not here to tell you that you should do it. Um, but it, there's something you need to research a lot and, and, and talk to people that, you know, if you're talking to one particular firm that offer these, talk to another one. Talk to someone who's done it. Maybe you know a friend that's done it really research it and get into the details of how these things work but uh, and, and exactly what's involved here um, but but I will tell you um, that that reverse mortgages the truth is that if you've done your homework and think they might be a fit for your specific situation by all means you know take it to your financial advisor and and talk to them about it like anything again getting more advice is always a good thing but the first um, uh, warning bell from that article is that a reverse mortgage might negatively affect the inheritance you intend to leave for your loved ones. Okay, When a homeowner with a reverse mortgage has passed away, their spouse or family would typically pay off the loan, which means selling the house to generate the needed funds. If your house sells for more than the remaining balance, the excess goes to the estate. Okay, But if the home sells for less, your heirs don't see a dime, and the FHA insurance makes up that gap, which is good. Um, but but here's the deal. Uh, you're, you're paying premiums for that, mortgage premiums, to when you do a uh, reverse mortgage. And so um, just, again, be aware of all of these things that could pop up that you that um, hopefully you're made aware of if you do your research. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's that's really important. I think reverse mortgages are a, a really interesting part of the overall financial landscape, Brock. Mm-hmm. I can recall a time when, thanks in uh, big part to aggressive marketing, it seemed like the perfect financial solution had fallen from the heavens right into our laps. But eventually there was some pushback. So I guess as you implied a moment ago, like a lot of financial tools, 
it really works well for some people and it might not be the right fit for others right that's exactly right uh and tony you know the deal right why would people need more income or a lump sum when they're retired it's probably due to a medical expense okay and 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 again I am not here to tell you you should should or should not do a re- reverse mortgage. I think they could work for some people, but you know the deal is is that it's most of the time due to medical expenses. So there are some other ways that you could look at potentially um, for covering those costs, making sure that you have all the right health care coverage, making sure that if if in any way possible that you can cover yourself for long-term care expenses because Medicare is not going to cover all of that. They do for a certain period of time, you know, 90 to 120 days. But after that, if you needed extended care, you know, for, for say two years, you know, you, you need some kind of plan put together. And whether it's you're planning for Medicaid it or, or you, you buy long-term care insurance, whatever it may be, you have to have a plan put together and reverse mortgages a lot of times in my opinion just say to me that maybe there's a lack of planning there now again not to say they're bad or that you shouldn't do them but there's there's sometimes a, a lack of planning on, on the part of the borrower yeah that's true and it, it all comes down to planning and Yep. You know, I mean, so basically with reverse mortgages, if you want to leave your house to somebody, you want to reverse more and you want to reverse mortgage. You've got to be certain that the people you want to leave the home to can actually pay off the loan. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you got to be aware of all of the, you know, the, the fees and everything sure. that's involved with this. You need to be aware of, again, it goes back to doing your research. Don't just sign those documents ask questions talk to people talk to advisors just do everything you can before you you, before you do it again it can work beautifully for some people but it's really again let's do some planning now so you don't even have to worry about something like that right yeah that's that's true i think that's really really interesting you and passing things along is important too you want to have a plan in place and uh and work that out so uh, you've mentioned the importance of working with a financial services professional as well, uh, especially if you're considering a reverse mortgage. Right. But I think you really drive the point home. Uh, but, uh, you know, especially when we talk about what might happen if you have people living with you or that you want to inherit the home. Yeah, absolutely. And so, Tony, there's some other things you can do from a planning perspective. So one sure. common way for retired folks to free up some extra money is to downsize. Okay. Yeah. On the surface, downsize, uh, downsizing seems pretty simple, right? Sell your big house and buy a smaller house and enjoy, you know, the lower utility bills and other expenses. Um, but I will tell you this, especially in a crazy, crazy market like we have now, the housing market, uh, you know, with higher prices. Um, if you do that, if you sell your house and you go to a smaller house, uh, you know, yeah, you might get a little bit more for your house. But how much more cheaper is everything when you downsize? Okay. In other words, what are you going to do with the cash? There's a big question there, right? So let's say you have a house that's worth $300,000 and you sell it and you move into a house that's $150,000. Let's do some research on number one. 
are your monthly expenses going to be that much lower? Are you going to get a loan for that? Are you going to use the cash from the 300000 What is your plan when downsizing? How are you going to invest the extra money if you do that? Is it going to offset the loan rate that you're paying on the new loan if you get a loan at all? There's just so many things to think about when you're downsizing. And sometimes, Tony, quite frankly, it may not be the best idea. Okay, because after you've you know looked at all of the different aspects and done your research as far as the monthly expenses that you may have with a newer home, it it, it may not make sense. So um, again, digging down to all of the numbers is something I would really really recommend that you do if you're considering uh, downsizing your home. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. I, I think yeah. a lot of people uh, look at that obviously when you retire. So. Um, you know, there's more to it than a for sale sign and a few trips to Goodwill. Uh, so <laughs> what's, what's a mistake you see people make when they downsize? You know, I think one of the mistakes that you see is that, you know, here we are, we downsize and we got some lower, you know, monthly expenses. But then, you know, you, 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 let's say you go to a place that has a very small uh, storage space and you, have oh, to, sure. and, and you have to get a storage unit. You know, well, now are you really... Net net, are you still you know ahead of the game when it comes to this financially, by downsizing your home? Uh, part of the downsizing their home, though, Tony, could be just for health reasons, right? Maybe you have a you know big staircase uh, when you walk in the door. Maybe you're split level and all that, and you just need to go to a ranch, so you don't have the expenses of having a chairlift going up the stairs and all that stuff. So again, every situation is different. Um, and, and, and I would recommend, and again, here's other things. Like if you look at your, uh, new, the different home that you're going to buy that's smaller, are you looking at all the potential expenses, big expenses that could come up with that newer, uh, not newer, but different house, like a new roof, new windows, new siding, all of these things you have to look at. Don't just look at the sticker price and go, Oh, we're going to save money. You know, this just doesn't work that way. Right. Yeah, I think that's that's key right there. Well, you know what? We're almost out of time for today's show. It just flew by, Brock. Is there anything else you want to add before we go today? You know, yeah, Tony. So we've talked about loans earlier in the show and, you know, ways you can borrow as, as, as someone that's retired. Generally speaking, though, generally speaking, I would say let's do some planning to avoid borrowing money at all in retirement. You know, we talk about these things because there are cases where you have to. You get into a situation where, you, you know, you just have – that's the only option. Okay, well, that's great, but don't, you know, don't give up on yourself and your financial uh, situation if that's the case. Um, and, and, and so there are things you can do, more so from a planning perspective, though, that will help you in the future. And, and that's what we're all about here, obviously. So – Give us a call here at Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. We're here with you every Saturday on this show, and we can be with you on a one-on-one meeting, too, by just giving us a call, 332-7855. I hope everyone has a great rest of the weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock Allspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. 
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspot and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.